Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the healer's journey in the pandemic episodes. I am your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we will meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and even heal under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who in this time of crisis are offering their hearts and talents to all of us. And today, I'm so happy to have as our guest, Allie Fisher, who we've been trying to figure out actually how to, how to describe what Allie does, but in the overall view, we're gonna say that Allie is a, um, a movement and body work practitioner. We gotta to go into that a little more. Welcome, Allie. Thank you, Tom. I'm so happy to be here again with you. Happy to be doing this again with you. So let's talk a little bit about all these talents you have. I mean, what is your focus? What, what is the aim of the work that you're doing? I guess it would be my question. The core yes. is, is just pure. What is it to be alive, inspired, and feel full-bodied in every moment, in every, in every waking moment? Right, and that seems to have a lot to do with movement, as I, I gather from what I'm reading about you. Yes, and the way I see movement is that it it is in everything that we do, including when we're when we're seated or seated and, and we're and we're not moving at all, our even our heart, our blood is flowing, there's micro movements going on all the time, you know, involuntarily. So movement well, also is a way of life. I've noticed that for myself, as I age, I'm no longer 21. Uh, as I go on in age, that I need to get up more often. I need to, you know, I'm sitting here doing podcasts and doing, uh -huh. uh, looking at, at, at the screen all the time. I got to get up and walk around. That's Otherwise, great. my body says, ouch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's been my experience, too. The, the older I get, the more I need to move. So, right. so we really have to um, stay up and up and present inside our awareness of being and living and doing. So um, yeah, for me, it's the answer to a lot of things. Well, there are a lot of, of sensations in the body that people suddenly run and say, I'm in pain and go to a, I'm not knocking doctors, but go to a practitioner who's a doctor who will give them a pill so the pain okay. will go away. And yet, I don't think that's what you're doing. No. Um, that's, uh, yeah, this, this model of thought or, or, you know, what I really hone in on is, is really about staying out of the idea that we are, we are something to be fixed or um, given a pill or something, something external needs to happen for us to get better. I come more from the mindset that our bodies are in, uh, intrinsic, uh, in, intrinsically, naturally, no, uh, it knows how to move towards health. And it's about honing in on what that might be to move that out into the world as we connect to mother nature. And um, yeah, so it's, it's more about, I'm losing my train of thought here because I, I'm, my mind is going several different directions. Well, it's easy to do with, with our yeah. bodies going several different directions too. Yeah. But part yeah. of what I'm hearing you're saying is that a body knows a lot more than we give it credit for. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So if, if we place our trust and faith in that, a lot, of, a lot of things just transpire naturally once we kind of get out of our own way and we just let our bodies do its natural thing. So, but a, that, a lot of that requires being able to attune to your listening, your listening skills and being able to quiet and settle down and hear what, you know, what deeper knowings may be transpiring in your awareness. What kind of, of practitioners, practi practices do you offer to help people in their body and learn what their body's doing and saying to them? So, um, well, let me just, let me just offer maybe a little bit of something right now uh, for sure. those that are listening. Um, well, um, first, let's just drop into our, our sense of our heart and our heart space and just being present to all the little sensations that are happening in and around our physical heart, but also energetically, maybe there's, there's something else you might start to connect with. So let's just take a breath and you can even place your hands over your heart right now and just settle into this, 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 wonderful, beautiful thing that is constantly working for us and, and feeling into the gratitude that it just, it goes without us even having to ask it to. So taking a deep inhale and let your exhale go all the way to the end and wait for that next inhale to just naturally transpire. And I find when I do that, I naturally take a larger breath as I'm staying with my heart. So I'm doing, you know, two windows of coming through two windows of awareness into heart and into breath to become present to what is right now, so. Well, yeah, one of the things that I'm getting there is we don't breathe enough. I mean, we breathe to stay alive, but we're not aware of our breath. We don't do it as we just did there and right. be conscious of our breath. Right, so where your attention goes, energy flows. And I've heard, you know, this comes from a lot of my mentors, but also it's, very true when you really, you know, are your own scientist in the laboratory of your body and your own, uh, you know, your, 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 your inner astronaut. <laughs> inner astronaut. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell me something. You said put your hand on your heart and I've done this with lots of people who have done this in classes that I've been. Yeah. And it does make a difference. Yeah. Why? Why does that make a difference? Well, first of all, you're given permission to even bring your attention to your heart. And a lot of times it's just simple, as simple as that, is having the per permission to bring everything, all of your awareness to your heart. And, and um, from, from there, it just, it's, it's a natural invite into um, whatever else comes up and, and as you, as you, sift around in that in that place of of heart sorry 
I, uh, you know, I, this brings me into this whole year of what, what the pandemic has been about, but I've been in a lot of inner processing time and um, it's been what I call the year of inquiry. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. It does bring up a lot of, first of all, we have a lot of time. And secondly, uh-huh. when we go inside, as you say, it brings up a lot of questions. A lot of questions. It's the year of inquiry for sure. So um, it's given me a lot of space for um, really getting clear on on articulating what it is that I do, because I I do whatever, whatever, what I do, I already do. It's just happening. It always has. It's just as I see my clients and my students, it uh, things unfold in session. Um, But what this year has done for me, as far as giving me a little bit of space and time to look at is how do I reach reach um, reach more people in what it is that I do and how do I make a bigger impact as far as uh, you know who I can meet and on online or you know in in this capacity so my business has always been about um, before this year has been word of mouth and people usually come to me in person so um, it's been quite the shift to not be able to help people in person and, and see how, you know, what is my value as, as a person's guide into their inner awareness when I can just reach them on the screen. So there's been a couple of different things that I've been really, you know, I, I just keep focused on with the question and letting, and letting whatever bubbles up from there, you know, happen. So. Well, you know, you just demonstrated that we don't have to be in the same room. When you said, take a deep breath, put your hand on your heart, mm-hmm. I felt something. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's been pretty exciting in the world of embodiment practices because I, I am a, a member of ISMETA, International Somatic Movement and Education Therapy Association. Um, Say well, that fast 10 times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But, but um, it, what's exciting for our field is it's kind of like this big aha, which I think is happening across a lot of fields. It's like, oh my God, we, uh, we can reach so many more people via online. And we've been you know, always kind of cornering ourselves into this idea that we can only meet in certain studios or rooms in order you know, physically meet to have a session when we could actually uh, I mean, the interconnection worldwide is kind of, it's massive and it's, it, it's, and it's, it's at this point, it feels very limitless. I feel like this decade might be the decade for embodiment practice to really explode for a lot of people, because I think a lot of people are searching for answers underneath what the common current of cultural events are, are, are that are going on. And people are looking and searching for deeper meaning and purpose and what it is that they do, why they do it, what's their intention um, in life and what, what do they want to accomplish? What's their vision? You know, so it, but people like me, we are those people that are, you know, helping those really come closer to themselves and get more intimate, come into their intimate close space with themselves so they can find their purpose. Like you have with this, you know, this interview process with the podcast with all of these amazing folks that you interview, you have definitely found deep meaning and purpose in getting this message out. Um, well, yes, and it's been important to me for my well-being 
to talk to you and others who are doing wonderful things for people and learning new things, learning how we can be. I mean, for yeah. a long time, you could imagine doing uh, therapy of the mind by online. I mean, you could imagine right. that very easily. But how do you do, I'm, I'm using this word very largely uh, in a wide sense, therapy of the body online. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you are all thinking deal. about and finding out ways to do that. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's, it's um well, for, because, uh, you know, a lot of our um, idea of getting embodied is actually being in bodily presence with one right. another, which I, which I will never, ever, ever discount to be like, not, not, nothing can surpass that sense of being with people in, in, you know, in physical form. Um, but I am pleasantly surprised at the work I've been able to do at a distance with many of my clients and students. So that's been, it's been a very positive experience. I mean, with all the the other stuff that's been going on. Well, sure, yeah. yeah. Well, that was true. I mean, one of the things I think we all miss is that personal connection of being close to someone. Someone said how much they missed the fact that they were had a friend who would come over and sit next to them on the on the couch. It's right. Like just that sitting. Yeah. Next and to you. in a in a wild way, it's actually forced people to become more close and intimate with their friends of many many years or family members because we're forced to stay home, and we have to make we want to make that call to feel that connection. And when when the in the prior life pre pandemic, we were too busy to make that call. You know, we've really much, we've become very much a instant gratification culture, of course, for many years. And we, um, you know, go onto that social media to find our sense of connection. But now I feel like people are actually, you know, really act getting closer to themselves through all of this. It has been very interesting. And what you're doing and talking about what is my body about and what, am I, what do I feel inside of me? is a question that maybe I never dealt with before. Maybe I never thought of. Right. So a big, uh, a big another key component to my work is, is teaching people about the nervous system and how the nervous system is really our key in on finding balance in our psychological, our spiritual, our mental, physical selves. Um, and learning how to attune to what your nervous system is saying and what do you need. So you have to be able to slow down and take the time with yourself to ask the questions and love yourself enough to give yourself that time and support to, to really um, meet your own inner needs. So my, my work is really about supporting people and becoming uh, autonomous in their, in their health in their, you know, everything, whatever it is that they're creating and realizing really profoundly realizing how much it is up to you, your, you know, self-responsibility and what you create in this life. So, and all I can think of as you say that is it's up to each of us how we deal with this crisis that we're faced with. How do we deal with the health? Do we wear a mask or do we not wear a mask? Right. Do we right. stand close to people? Do we go to events with lots of people or do we not? For instance, this Thanksgiving, what are you doing? What is someone doing? We're going to have two Zoom calls with about 20 members of our family. Mm -hmm. um, 
where in the past one might have had 20 people over right. in Turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it takes that effort to, yeah. to say, it's up to me. I have something I can do to help. Right. And it's also up to you to choose what your comfort factor is, what's your comfort zone for, you know, you know, I, I if, if, I mean, honestly, if, if you feel like you need to be with your grandparents and your grandparents really need to be with you, I, I say, go, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I mean, ultimately, are we afraid? I, I, I don't want to get, uh, you know, mistake. I mean, sure, we can dodge this season, but I, I don't want to see a culture that really orients around fear rather than life and what absolutely absolutely so i'm really concerned for the long run impact of this but also as you say go and there are times when you can go whether it's this holiday or another how you go how you take care of you and the people you go to see that's what's important yeah if you want to um whatever it takes maybe you know you make that drive or whatever it is instead of the plane or you know, just, just just do what you need to do to take care of yourself and your family um, and stay true to that. Absolutely. And what we need is help. I mean, we all need help in many ways. We need guides like you can offer us guides. How do I get in touch with my body? How do I, if I haven't, I can't go to a, a class now, but you right. could help me. You could talk to yeah. me and, and yeah. teach me ways. That's right. I, I, so I offer, you know, I have a, a, huge toolbox I pull from for practices. And um, I, yeah, I, it, my base is this, the somatic, which is the, the inner research of this lived body experience, the somatic movement education portion of things. So, um, and then also the coaching aspect. So I, I do, I am trained as a coach as well to help people, um, you know, come into contact with what it is they want to, to reach as far as goal wise or vision wise in their life. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an accountability servant too. You go, so it goes beyond the body, but what do you do with the body? What do you do? Exactly. Because we can sit on the mountain and be Zen for 10 yes. years, but then as soon as you come into Manhattan and you have to dodge cars, uh Oh, maybe you're in trouble. Right. <laughs> you haven't learned a goddamn thing. And uh, so I believe in, yes, Zen is good, but then Zen and then what do we do? What's the direct, what's our, what's our intention with that energy? You know, it's, um, we don't wait for stuff to happen. We, it's actually faith in action. How do we move that forward to our next thing that, that is 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 for us now i'm also a very big uh, com- uh, uh believer in that um you know our egoic minds our ego or just our our way of imagining our future is very much tied with the ego so the somatic work and dropping into meditation is extremely important because then you connect to the deeper level of uh of your soul your spiritual place where um there's something much larger at work than just what your mind could fathom so getting underneath the uh getting into the motor of your being and what is it that why are you here what's your purpose what what are you coming to this world to do and yeah 
And so, I imagine from what I've experienced and what I talk to other people about, when we do that, we don't come up with the answer is my, my purpose is to sit on the top of the mountain and just be quiet. Right. <laughs> it, the answer seems to be my purpose is to share with other people. My right. purpose is to offer and, and I'm sure there are those folks on this planet that do do just that. They sit on the mountain for their entire life and that is their purpose. I definitely do not discount those folks that do that. <laughs> well, and um, then there's some that go to the top of the mountain and then come down and tell us what they experienced. Yes, yeah, yeah. And these beautiful, yeah, accounts of all of that too. So. I mean, one of the uh, gentlemen who was on the call with me um, was a, is a pilgrim. And he did a, a pilgrim walk across Spain for uh, it was 525 miles over, uh, I can't remember how many weeks, but, and, and that gave him the time to go inside and, 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 and see who he was and what it was about, what his purpose was. Mm -hmm. Then he comes back and he's now writing books and having lectures to, to offer to other people. That's awesome. That's so great. It isn't, it isn't just, you know, doing, it's sharing as yeah. you share. Yeah, yeah. So it is about coming, um, I believe it's coming into service for others. Exactly, exactly. There is, I wish I had it here in front of me. There's a, a, a Rumi poem or a line that says, I dreamt that my life was about pleasure. I worked, woke up and found out it was about service. I discovered service was pleasure. Yes. I, I'm, not, so. I'm misquoting it, but that's the idea. So. That's exactly it. And, and, and that's actually one of my main, main draw lines. When people come to me, they're usually in some sort of pain. Right. And so I am there to teach them, well, how can I connect to the pleasure aspect of being? And then where does that lead me to healing? And from there, that usually takes us into service. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. that's beautiful. It is. It is amazing. And I understand from what you've written to me, you're doing some service with offering some things to people who are in, in distress right now. We have a lot of people feeling the distress. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Um, so, so, of course, never before in the world has there been such a global thing happen at once. So all everybody's in the same trauma, right? <laughs> right, we share that. It's, it's practitioners and everyone alike. We're really all on the same playing field. And so I, I was hooking up with a couple of my colleagues to stay supported. And when, when, the, when the pandemic first hit in you know, March and April and all of that, I, I really needed some support in my call in with my colleagues just to you know banter and converse about what is happening how how is it going for you what's going on for me so it was just a really and then so I had this one consistent colleague that we were consistently meeting every week and what we realized was oh my god this is so supportive and then I had my individual sessions I was doing with my clients online right. So I was like, well, what if, what if we open the doors and let's call this the embodied cafe where we have this, this embodied banter where we can really be ourselves, witness each other, but then also offer meditations for the group. And then the group supports the, each other. And let's, let's see what happens from there. And sure enough, we opened the doors. Actually, we, we waited till about mid-August and, uh, and then we invited, um, I had select people I invited that I thought might benefit. And um, it kind of took off. And so we meet every Sunday uh, online as a group. 
And it's just, it's just a, um, it's a support group at this point, just for an, an embodied support group where we explore different um, meditations and also current events definitely come up a lot. Like what has happened for the week and how is everybody plugging along with the news or um, um, yeah. Or not, just, or just, not listening to the news. <laughs> yeah. Or not in not listening to the news. That's right. That's been my preference lately. <laughs> but letting letting it you know things whatever's boiling come to the surface let it be seen and let it be held and witnessed by the group and let it be processed you know how wonderful that's quite wonderful did you know how many people about how many people are participating in this right now we have only like there's um there's about 10 of us all together and about six of us show up at a time so it's like people weave in and out of it it's a very nice thing. Very nice thing. And, and what's your experience? If I can, uh, I'm going to ask you. I'm not going to tell you what your experience is with people. Your new, your clients when you're working with them now. How are they dealing with, with things? And how are you finding it to work with them in this one this particular world we're in today? Um, well, the relevance of the work has never been so clear. Um, it is it you know, when things are beyond our control, which is a lot of what's been happening, it's just, you know, wh whether we are in agreement to it or, um, or not, you know, whatever it is that is happening for us on that, on the outer cultural level, that we need to really get clear about what is it that we can take care of. And that comes back to the agency of our own bodies, our own, our, our own being. So um, it really actually has honed in on, I mean, has become very clear how much nervous system work and what is it to, to come into balance with self is, is how important it is just for everything in, in the sense of inspiration, the sense of creativity, problem solving, uh, a sense of rest, a sense of health, a sense of balance. Um, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's incredibly immune system boosting to come into self-regulation and to come into care, care practice, self-care practices. So um, well, that's yeah. true. That's one of the things we need to work, to deal with, not worry about, but is our immune system. If we build our immune system is one of the things we can do to help ourselves and everybody around us. That's right. The fear and distress that the media is blaring out there on these outer circles is is actually it, it, it's having the reverse effect of health. So, right. I mean, most, it's, most ill health, I'm told, comes from stress, one form right. of stress or another. That's right. And so it's fear all, induces. It's all about mindset. And if yes. people don't really get a hold of their mind and letting the you know, with the old Buddhist stating with the pig running amok in the brain, right. like you, you can't, um, you can never find a ground or a, um, a place to rest, which, yeah, if you want to get yourself more susceptible to things out there that might take you down, well, that's a surefire way to set yourself up for, um, yeah. Some yes, well, if you listen to that and you just believe that's what's out there, the only thing for me is this terrible result you're liable to have that terrible result that's as, right 
as opposed to finding, as you're helping people do, find out who am I? Yeah. Am I, am I that or am I something else more special? Uh, it, it was really interesting. One of my mentors, he actually got COVID through in the like middle of April. Um, and he's a, he's a breathing anatomy, breathing instructor. Uh, and he was saying that, uh, you know, he's very grateful for all the practices he did, did with breath, but it was more about the mindset of like, oh my goodness, this is not in my control. I have to go with this. You know, it, it, all the breathing practices weren't really of help at that point. It was just more about I, I uh, having the faith in the structure of the body where he could, um, he could be with it in more peace and, and uh, faith than, you know, cause, I believe half, like more than half the battle is about where, where is your mind as, uh, as your system's getting attacked or. Um, can you keep, can you be calm in the midst of all of this? Yeah. Can you stay? Yeah, you're going to have your own calm moments, but yes, can you, can you stay with the sense of this is, this is going to, you know, my body and nature is doing all it's can to keep me here. You know, that it's that, you know, you, you don't want to work against yourself in these very, in, in these moments that you feel uh, that you're kind of, you know, really hanging in the balance. So. Right. Right. And tell me now, as we're coming close to the end of our wonderful discussion here, what is your hope and vision for the future, the positive? I know we all worry about it might turn out not what we hope, but what is your hope and vision for the future? Oh, let me just breathe into that and just let everybody else take a deep breath into that. I really truly hope that every individual on this planet can learn to truly fall in love with themselves and fall in love with life. And if they can get there, if they can get to, I love you, meaning self-love, I love you, that, that they have, they are allow, receiving the gift of what it is to be alive. And I think if we stay in this, this pleasure of, of this miraculous life, it's just a miracle, we're alive that I think um, we could have a much bolder, braver world into what could we be as a collective if each of us fully embraced inner peace and were, um, so we end the aggression. Uh, what I really want is everyone to be able to end the aggression on the inside of themselves so the aggression outside is not so prevalent. Well, that's very, very beautiful and very profound, because as I've heard said many times, we cannot love others unless we love ourselves. Yes. And if we can learn to be, love ourselves better and more, we'll be able to love others more and offer service, as you say. Yeah. It's been... a wonderful, it's a wonderful vision. Well, we're, as I say, we're coming close to the end. So before we, we stop here, if people who are listening to us now would like to reach out to you and learn more about what you're doing or, or just chat, whatever, how's the best way for them to get in touch with you? What, what method should they use? The best way really is just to email me at Ali Fisher, A-L-I-F-I-S-C-H-E-R 
seven at gmail.com. That's the quickest way. Very good. Well, that's what we will put into the description of this show and they will hear it also here. I, I do have a website as well, yet I am re, I'm busy redesigning it, but it, the, um, but it's, it's also offers some information. It doesn't offer everything that I do, but it's biodynamicmovement.com. All right, and we'll include that also. Well, I thank you so much for being with me again. It's just always a pleasure talking to you. And I admire what you're doing and how you're helping people and, and your point of view is quite, we should just spread that everywhere. I would love that. Thank you so much, Tom. And, and, and likewise, I, I, I feel I'm, I admire very much that you are sitting with each and every one of us and really spreading the good news it's, of what is happening. <laughs> you can all use as much good news as possible. Please, please keep doing your work. I shall keep in keep telling people about it so they'll come and do it as you're doing it. Yes, I and actually, yeah, we'll be doing that as well. I'll be sending people your way. That's wonderful. Okay. All right, so we shall end this and say thank you and thank you to our listeners who are listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, listening to our conversation with healers. Thank you very much, Ali. Take good care. Thank you, Tom. <laughs>